Hi friends, welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What is up guys? My name is Addison and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Today we are kind of doing like a little debrief kind of thing, talking over the past week that we had. If you didn't know, which is quite possible because I don't think we've really posted about it. Sophie and I were on a pod. No, this is a podcast. We were on a mission trip last week. I just said podcast because I was about to say, I think we might've said it in last week's podcast episode, um, which was a two-part series with our friends, Annika and Kesley. If you haven't listened to them, like literally probably an hour and a half of just good conversation about high school. Um, and I would encourage you to listen to them whether you're in high school or not. Um, that said, let's focus on this week. Um, yeah, we just got back from a six-day trip down to South Texas. We're from North Texas. So state and state, state and country. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the logistics of the trip and kind of expectations and how it went and all of our things, but I want to start by just kind of recapping the week in one word. Um, some might call this a word of the week or a wow. Sophie, what was your word of the week? Wow. What a week. Let me tell you. Um, my word of the week is okay, guys. I'm sorry to bring the mood down. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. My word of the week is worry. A lot of W's. There's a lot of worry about the future, I would say. A lot of worry just about logistics. All year we've talked about college and all that good stuff. And yes, it has been like reality, but the past week it's really been reality because now is genuinely the time to hunker down. Um, I make it sound like I haven't done anything all year. Um, I have thought about college all of senior year, but um, there's just a lot to think about and worry about, I guess you could say, but I don't have to worry because I've got God on my side. And so um, I shouldn't be worrying, but uh, the human side of me does. What about you, Addie? Tell us about your week. Yeah. Amen. I would say, um, gosh, I'm trying to think about this. So this episode is, we're actually, fun fact, we're recording it Monday. Uh, and it's released Tuesday as in tomorrow. Um, it's happy Pi day, by the way, guys, it's currently March 14th. I forgot about that. Oh, happy Pi day. Yeah, happy Pi day. Um, maybe I'll wish you all happy Pi day on Instagram after this. We'll see. Um, happy go Saint check our Patty's Instagram week. Yeah. It's St. Patty's week. Oh, what My a good week, birthday guys. week. <laughs> yeah. Sophie. <laughs> Sophie's half birthday is on St. Patrick's day. In case you didn't know, cause her real birthday is September 17th. Um, anyways, I'm trying to think of like one word to encapsulate such an insane week. I would say um, probably just like overwhelming. And I mean that in like both a positive and a negative way, to be completely honest. There were parts of last week that were so overwhelmingly good where I just saw God move in incredible ways. And it was just a lot to comprehend. Whereas there were times where I was just overwhelmed like in the normal connotation, you know what I mean? Where I was just like, okay, too much is happening. Sensory overload time to take a nap, that kind of vibe. Um, and I guess, I mean, honestly, that's my word of the week. And we're going to talk about this week. So I guess I can kind of just dive into that. We'll let that be my little transition. Sorry. So if I just kind of stole your thunder, um, but let me just kind of unpack that a little bit. I would say that we went to South Texas and that being said, we all know that South Texas is near the border of Mexico. We were like probably 10 miles away from it. We were really close. Um, and which was like cool because 
it was just very different than the media has portrayed it. Whereas about a month ago, maybe two months ago, we thought we were going to Guatemala. Um, I don't even know where in Guatemala we were supposed to go. All I know is that they mandated vaccines and with COVID and everything, we just weren't able to go. Um, and honestly, it was like kind of disappointing at first. I didn't really find it that disappointing. I was like, Hey guys, whatever happens, like the Lord had this in his plan the whole time. And like, God is going to move and God knows where he needs us and where he wants us and how we can be vessels to him. And, um, like, I just was clinging to that, which was exciting. Like for me, it was just like, not to like come out of pride, but I was just like, that's a big deal for me because I used to just question everything about God's plan all of the time. Um, so for that to be my first reaction, I was like, wow, sanctification is good. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, but anyways, my point being, we were supposed to go to Guatemala and we were in South Texas, like 10 hours away from home. Um, so it was a little bit different than I think some people were anticipating when they signed up for the trip, but it was so good. It was like nine or like, I would say like eight in the morning to 9 PM. We just did not stop. Like we were doing things. Everything was planned out. We were learning, we were evangelizing, we were doing so many things. Um, and it was exhausting. Like, to be completely honest, it was just long days, like very, very long days of exhausting things. And I'll let Sophie kind of talk about this in a second, because I, we were like, literally before this, we were just talking and she, we were like, kind of just discussing the trip and we're like, oh yeah, it was an exhausting week. And she starts like going into it deeper. And I was like, wait, we have to record it because, um, we always have the best discussion off cameras. Sorry guys. Um, but and it was, it was just exhausting physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the things when you're, um, doing work for the Lord, Satan uses any opportunity he can to distract you. And I think something that like, I really saw this week was like, my social battery was dying rapidly. I was exhausted. I was not like, it was hard for me to be excited and ready to be there and ready to work because I was just tired. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be um, in a good mood, but able to persevere and, um, just kind of push past that through energy, through the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I also agree with Addie. Um, whenever the trip was moved, I was just kind of trusting the Lord's plan and which was really cool because it was really, I feel the same way Addie does. It was pretty easy for me to trust the Lord's plan in that sense, but it is very hard for me to trust other areas in my life, which I think is kind of ironic, but, um, back to the trip, I would say, like Addie said, it was quite exhausting in like a very good way. Like I wouldn't trade, um, the whole week for anything. The biggest challenges I faced, um, I faced fear the first couple of days. I had been on a mission trip before, so I was aware of the layout. Something that I get really anxious about is just not knowing what the day is going to look like because I really thrive with the routine. So I went in not feeling worried about that because I knew what the days were going to look like. But I went in worried just to share the gospel because I felt um, as a senior that I was a leader on the trip and I felt like I put this pressure on myself, like you're a senior, you have to do this right to set a good example, um, which as a senior, you're supposed to be leading well, but at the same time, you don't have to share the gospel perfectly. The Lord uses whatever you say to glorify him if you're sharing the gospel, but that was a fear that I faced. Something else that I faced on the trip is I faced a lot of discouragement 
um, the first two days I shared the gospel one time and that was just through knocking on doors and getting just rejected time and time again or being told we were busy and that's not to say like oh poor Sophie you didn't get to do anything because I grew so much in that and I'm so thankful for all of those field opportunities because we would stop we would pray for the house and we would keep going and it made the doors that were open that much sweeter and so those first two days I was really thankful for that growing experience um and I think it humbled me a lot because it made me realize um sharing the gospel is not about my strength it's about the Lord's so that was something that I faced and I also faced just the brokenness of the world I think I faced a lot on this trip as well as everyone else on the trip um when you ask people for prayer they they might open up and there's just a lot of brokenness in the world and I think that's something that um honestly like honestly was eye-opening like you can say the world is broken and we face brokenness in our lives but to see brokenness in someone else's life is is quite hard and so that once again is not to say is not like a woe is me life was hard for me that week just kind of sharing you guys like the reality of going on a mission trip um but the mission trip was also so so fruitful and I was looking in my journal and every day I wrote thank you I like in my prayer to the Lord I was like thank you thank you thank you every single day because there's so much to be grateful for on these mission trips so Addie tell us about some of the the cool things that happened the gratefulness gratitude yeah gratitude if you will absolutely I think that I had a very different experience than Sophie which is crazy because we were on the same trip doing the exact same thing. Um, kind of like Sophie said, I faced a lot of discouragement. So in that, we're the same. Um, I'll let Sophie talk about um, like her experience with salvations and door-to-door evangelism and that stuff. But for my group, like we didn't get to experience anybody come to salvation or anybody come to Christ. Um, but we like that doesn't take away the fact that the Lord is moving. Um, the leader that I was with shared the story with us. And I just want to share it with you guys is that <laughs> this is like fourth hand story, I guess, kind of in a way, because our leader told us, and it was a story of that one of her friends told her about a guy. So anyways, this guy came to a church one day and the church was like, Hey, how'd you hear about us? Like, what's up? And all he knew was that a group of missionaries had come to his house and like, told them the name of the church, told them the gospel. And all he remembered was the name of the church and the name of Jesus. And that's it. That is all he remembered. And it was enough to bring him to the church years later. And he eventually came to faith and found that salvation and gets to spend eternal life in heaven of Christ. Um, and it was just really encouraging for me because it's like the Lord may not like immediately show us the fruits of our labor, right in the moment by having somebody come to salvation right then and there. But all that we're doing, all that we're capable of doing, all the good in me is Christ, Christ alone. There is no good in me outside of Christ, right? And that being said, as a vessel for Christ, all we can do is proclaim the name of the the name of the Lord and proclaim the gospel. And that's enough. That is all we're called to do. The Great Commission does not call us to save people. We can't save people. Like, to be quite honest with you, like, you can't save somebody. You can't. That's just not how that works. Only God can save, and only God can save in his timing, um, which is better than ours. So that said, 
it can be discouraging. Like we'd sit in nightly debriefs and everybody would be like, oh, we had people come to Christ today or I got to lead them in like the salvation prayer. Um, and I was just sit there and like, well, we had four people say no to us today or, oh, eight people slammed the door in their face, in our face or like whatever it is. Or like we talked to only Christians today. Like nobody didn't know the Lord, which is awesome in itself. Praise God. Um, but yeah, just very different. I think where... I saw the Lord moving for me personally was that he moved in me, like specifically in me. And I don't think I like went into the mission trip expecting that at all. I was like, kind of like what Sophie said, like, I'm a senior. I should be leading. I know what's up. I have a podcast. I am like right with the Lord right now. I know what is up. Um, and I was like, I don't really have anywhere to go right now. I'm just kind of walking in obedience. I'm like here because I know that we're called to live on mission. Um, which is, I mean, a great way to go into a mission trip. Um, but I, so I think that I'm very gifted in leadership. I love leading. It's where I think that I thrive. I think it's something that the Lord has given me to lead more people to him. I think it's something that is a gift. Right. Um, and I never would have told you that I'm putting my identity and my leadership capabilities until this week, because I was sitting there on the trip being led by other people. And I was like, guys, I feel so useless. Like I really just struggled to find my place on this trip. I was like, I'm not leading. I'm not even leading in prayer, much less leading an actual church or leading a group of missions. Um, and I mean, like I say it all the time that in order to know how to lead, you have to be led. And I like literally have been telling my mom for years. I'm like, I'm learning how to be led. I'm learning how to be led. I know how to lead. I know how to lead a group of people. I've done it. I've been there, but I'm learning how to be led. And like on this trip, I was just like, I don't know where I am. Like I'm sharing the gospel. Yeah. But like not very effectively, obviously, or in my mind, very effectively. Um, I had friends that got to lead worship. I had friends that got to lead a sermon. I had friends that got to lead prayer. And I was like, I don't have any opportunity. (laughs) I need opportunity. God, open an opportunity. And it's like, the opportunity was right there the whole time. It just wasn't the one that I was expecting. And like, who am I to say that that is worse, right? Just because the Lord has gifted me in one way doesn't mean that that's the only way I can be used, right? We're a vessel in every capacity, whether it's a strength or a weakness. And I think that a lot of the time we're able to find a gift or find a talent or like, hey, I really thrive and my best way to glorify the Lord is by worship or my best way to glorify the word. the Lord is by working with kids. That's the way I'm going to glorify the Lord. That's my passion. That's my gift. That's where I'm called to be. But what if we can't sing? I don't know. Like, what if that's just a thing? What if there's no kids ministry? Are we just going to stop glorifying the Lord? I don't think so. Like, I don't think that's what we're called to do. Never in the Bible once does it say that we are only called to use our gifts. We're called to use our gifts to glorify the Lord but not only called to use our gifts. We're called to glorify the Lord and with all of our hearts and all of our mind and all of our soul, right? It's not just in ways that we deem necessary or deem righteous or fit. Um, so anyways, that's my little tangent on, I just think the Lord was moving in that way. Um, and it was like really discouraging at first. Like I was like, I think I just came to South Texas. It was like the last night and I was talking to a mentor and I was like, I literally think I just came to South Texas. I was like in tears. I was like, I feel like I did nothing. Like this trip could have been just as successful and just as good without me. Like, I feel like I did nothing. And she was like, girl, what the heck are you talking about? And like, 
like just speaking over me. Um, but that's truly what it felt like. And it was hurtful, honestly, to see, um, people that I love, like getting to do things that I wanted to be able to do. Um, but I just think it's really cool to see how God moved in and through them in a way that taught me as well. Not saying that the Lord didn't work in and through me as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a really, really cool lesson. Um, it's funny what you said, because I think we did learn really different things, but I don't think like, I'm not discounting either one of them. I think it's cool how that happens. I would say for me, so I've grown up in the church. I've grown up knowing about missions and I can tell you everything that you need to know about the gospel. I would say I've, I guess you could say I've been like in air quotes, like fluent in sharing the gospel from a young age. Like I just know the story of Jesus. I've known it like as long as I can remember. Um, But this week I think was the first time that I've genuinely been able to express the gospel like in words in a clear way that I feel like confident and genuine in if that makes sense I think this week I learned a lot about sharing my faith and that's something that I think has been taught a lot but I've never understood what that looks like to practice like I can tell you all of the answers and I could even say that I've done that in the past, but I think this week taught me just a lot about what it looks like to actually go out and share the gospel and actually like invite people into the gospel and to actually like pray like for people in the moment. That was something that they encouraged us to do. And I was like, what do you mean? I want us to pray for people in the moment. I always just ask what I can pray for. And then I go pray for them in my room by myself at night. Like, what do you mean pray for them right then and there? Um, And so I think that's something that I learned is just genuinely how to do missions. And it was really, really humbling because like I said, like it honestly was a little bit embarrassing at first because I was like, I'm supposed to know this. I'm, and I'm supposed to practice this, but it was really just this experience where I think that I learned like what Addie said, we didn't have any salvations. Like we didn't see any results right then and there, but I definitely saw the Lord working. We had many conversations where I could just see people's hearts changing and softening to the gospel. And I think that was something that was encouraging to me is oftentimes someone's heart might not change within a five minute conversation. The Lord can work in that way. And I don't want to discount that at all. But like what Addie was saying many times, it might be like that seed being planted or that seed being watered. I was actually reading about this in first Corinthians last night. I was reading about how Paul was saying, he was talking about no divisions in the church, but as he was talking about that he was saying one person might come to plant the seed and another person might come along to water the seed one person isn't better than the other and I think that was really cool and I think that's kind of what I got to see this week is how um I might have been the one to plant the seed or someone might have already heard the gospel and I was just there to encourage them and water the seed and there were some of my friends that were there to lead someone to salvation and that's amazing um something else that I learned a lot on the trip was from the people at the church. Every night they cooked this a meal. And coming from a family where food is our love language, I felt so genuinely loved. <laughs> like when I have received love through meals, I have given love through meals. And so this was just another way that I have received love was through these meals. And I think that that's something that I 
learned also on this trip is these people were feeding me and they they didn't even know my name or like they learned my name but at the beginning they might not have known my name or they might not have had a conversation with me but they they showed their love to me by cooking and that's what I think Addie was talking about is everyone has different gifts and they use their gift um, to serve and love us and I think that's something that I was really convicted of is I think that oftentimes we get really good at using our gifts to serve and love those that we like and that we're close with and that we know but how often do you serve and love people that you have never met before and that I'm not saying you have to go cook a meal for everyone now but that was just a way that I was convicted this week is um, those two things that are so often preached at church like to share the gospel and to love others but I was really challenged with what does that look like practically um, and I think something that I learned are just other ways that the gospel is being spread in advance besides salvations and I'm not trying to discount salvations I'm just trying to further emphasize the point that Addie and I have both made that if you plant if you plant a seed and share the gospel with someone that is obeying the what God called us to do. Just like if you share the gospel and someone has come to salvation, we're called to be obedient and to serve the Lord by sharing the gospel and by glorifying the Lord in everything we do. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, gosh, I'm like trying to think of a way to word it. You did it well, but um, just because someone didn't come to faith doesn't mean that you're not a part you're not they the way that um the trip people would have described it is like you weren't a change agent you know um like you are starting change in their hearts whether you realize it or not um I just think it was a cool trip I think the Lord moved um and something like I want to emphasize for you guys is that I didn't have to go 10 hours away on a bus in order to share the gospel like you don't have to drive 10 hours on a charter bus to be in a different part of your state or in a different state or in a different country in order to share the gospel. You are equipped now. You've been equipped. You will be equipped in every moment and in every opportunity the Lord gives you. Um, and I don't want you to fear that. And I think that there are tangible ways to share the gospel in a way that's like, oh, here's the three circles. Let me drum for you. It can feel forced. It can. I acknowledge that. But genuinely sharing the gospel is life-changing. I want you to think about it like this. If you, I think I've even said this on the podcast before, if you had the cure for cancer, you knew that every single person on the world in, in on the world, in the world that had cancer could be cured. If you just shared this one vial of cure, like of whatever it is, right? If you knew that and you held it to yourself, how rude, how selfish, Like, that's awful. That's not nice. That is not kind. That is not loving. And I don't think anybody would do that. I don't think anybody who's listening to this would do that. You have the cure for cancer. You have the cure for death, eternal death, where you are in hell. Like when you are eternally separated from Christ, you have it. If you are a believer and you have salvation, you have it with you, go and share it. Like it's, it's that simple. Like everybody on the, on the trip kept saying, it's that simple. Sharing the gospel is that simple. And I was like, girl, it is not simple at all. It's not, it's hard, but it is, it is that simple because you are saving your friend from death. You are saving that stranger from death. And whether you know them and you like them or you hate them, I don't care because you're saving them from death. And as somebody who has been raised from death to life, 
you should be willing and happy and excited to do that right? It's not just a matter of, oh, this is embarrassing. What if they say no anymore? Because it's life or death. It is literally life or death. And we need to get that in our heads. If we just live on mission as if we have something that can cure death, which we do, I think we would share the gospel more. So whatever you have to do, change your mindset, dude. Like, I don't care what it is. If it's waking up every day and saying, God, I surrender my inurgency. I don't know if that's a word. It's not. I surrender my laziness. I surrender. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I surrender any fear that I may have. And God, teach me that this is urgent. Lord, take my fear, take my insecurity, whatever it is, and put an urgency in me to share your word. Like, I don't care if that's what it takes every day on your knees in the morning, 530 in the morning. I don't care. Whatever time, like do it because it's urgent. And it's something that I have to preach to myself every single day. And there are days that I fail. And there are going to be days that you fail. And I believe it. Like, I truly, truly believe it. Like, this is life or death. And whether it's simply proclaiming the name of God in your school and saying, hey, I'm not a people pleaser because I find my identity in the Lord. Just planting small seeds like that piques interest. Because if somebody was like, okay, this is such a wrong, I don't like this example, but I'm going to say it anyways let's say you had the cure for cancer. We're going back to that. And you knew that you had it and you're not sharing it. But every time somebody around you mentioned cancer, let's say you're in bio class, right? Your biology teacher is like, yeah, this incurable cancer. And you're just like, casually like, oh yeah. Like, wouldn't it be crazy if I knew the cure to cancer? Like you're just hinting at it. I think you would peak interest. People would be like, what, what do you mean? You know, the cure to cancer, like it just peaks interest. You can peak interest in the Lord. And what a great thing to do. You can just invite people to church, say, Hey, we're having a corn dog night at my church tonight. You want to come? Hey, we're having huddle groups, and like all of my friends are going to be there, and all of your friends are going to be there. Want to come? Hey, I don't know what your church does, literally anything else. Or, Hey, have you listened to this song? It's so good. I know it's about God, and you're not really religious, but just like listen to the vocals. Anything, guys, you can do anything. I am begging you because it is life or death, and we are so quick to watch people just go to death like what is what a, I don't I don't understand that I truly don't I don't know why because I've been there I've spent years just not sharing the gospel because it's what, what it's embarrassing it's scary I get it I've been there so we should be better like we just have to be better you know yeah I think something that I prayed every day in the morning on the mission trip um is asking the Lord to give me eyes to see people who are hurting and who need the gospel. I think when you view people that way, which is an eternal mindset, which we've talked about before, but I think if you view people in that lens, it, for me, it took away the human fear of like being rejected or having an awkward conversation because it's like, no, no, this is bigger than an embarrassment that I could feel you know I'll get over that that's fine whatever this is like Addie was saying this is life or death and so pray for to have eyes to see people the way Jesus does to see the hurting world um because I think that's something that I've fallen into is I've thought oh yeah they're fine they're good they've probably heard Jesus before no see people like they're hurting and that they need Jesus. And if they have heard Jesus, remind them of the gospel. If someone, we were talking about this today, 
or on the mission trip, we were talking about how if someone knocked on our door and was like, can I share Jesus with you? Even if you were a believer, would you say yes? And honestly, before the trip, I probably would have said no. But now it's like, yes, I want to hear about Jesus because I can be reminded about Jesus every day. Just because I'm a believer doesn't mean the gospel. I don't need the gospel any less today than I did yesterday. So I'd encourage you to share in every circumstance. And the last thing that I'll say, I talk about it on the blog, so go listen. Um Something that I learned about on the mission trip, sorry, this is really random and out of pocket and not the best transition, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. Uh, Our bus broke down on the way back home. Uh, Eight-hour bus ride turned into a 16-hour bus ride, and I was really quick to complain and to be grumpy, but when I got home, I was talking to my mom about it, and she and as the words were coming out of my mouth, I realized, like, man, the Lord worked even in our bus breaking down. Like, our bus broke down on a city road, first of all, not the highway. Our bus broke down um, where we turned into a parking lot where there was a grocery store, a, a coffee shop, and dinner spots. And, like, the mechanic w- didn't answer his phone. He wouldn't, he, like, normally didn't answer his phone on Fridays, but he did. And, like they had the part at the store that we needed to get back on the road. Like all of these things, like it was like, man, like God was with us. And that's like a silly story. But because of this past week, I think I've been able to see those, the ways God is working, whether it's as kind of random as a bus breaking down or like what we were talking about, the seeds that were planted or the salvations. So as well here, I'm tying it back full circle moment for you guys while praying to have eyes that see people also pray to have eyes to see the ways God is working where you are um because I think oftentimes we say like you know I just don't see God working it's like are you really looking are you really trying to look because it's like we believe that he works so open your eyes a little bit look up a little um so do you want to pray yeah I'd love to Heavenly Father, I come to you and thanks for the opportunity to go on mission and be in South Texas. Lord, I pray over the people that we talk to um, and the things that they have learned and that we have learned. God, continue to work in and through us. God, I pray over the listeners and everybody who's here. You've called them to mission, and I pray that we live out that mission in our daily lives and not just when we're 10 hours away on bus, right? Lord, I pray that you break our heart for what breaks yours. Have eyes for people who are hurting and people who need you, which is all of us, Lord. God, you are good and you are faithful and you work in mighty and mysterious ways. Reveal yourself to us this week. Allow us to surrender any fear or insecurity that we have when it comes to sharing the gospel. And it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Make sure to check out the Insta at a faith podcast if you want to see some beach pictures. We did go to the beach on the last day of our mission trip. Go check that out. It was a random fact. There you go. Uh, if you want to email us, talk to us, prayer requests, email us at ourheartssurrendered at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. Just go check it out there. Uh, we also have a blog called brokenvesselsblog.com. If you want to read, we have little recaps from the episode. So go look there. And finally, we hope you guys have a great week. We're praying Wait. for you. Guys, we changed our Instagram handle. Oh, big enough. Our hearts surrendered. Yes, it's, it's our okay. heart surrendered now. Did I say a, a faith podcast? I think so, yeah. 
That's so awkward for me. It's okay, okay Sophie. It's that. just instinct. Totally Thank ignore you it, guys. For reminding me because I would have put it in the show, show notes. notes and it wouldn't be linked to anything. It's our heart surrendered. It's just like the podcast. Aren't we cool? <gasps> Anyways, um, happy St. Patty's Day. Happy Pi Day. Well, you missed it, but happy late Pi Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy half birthday to me. I'm just kidding, guys. That's <laughs> we're learning to humble ourselves, guys. Um, anyways, have a great week and <laughs> let's strive to live in whole heart to God this week. <laughs>